Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks Podcast. I am your host, Ben Kreider, and today I am going to be breaking down Jalen Suggs, where I see him, and kind of what his strengths and weaknesses are. So if you guys have not already listened to my two other draft profiles out now, I talked about Cade Cunningham and I talked about Jalen Suggs. Kind of that one and two pairing for where you might see the top guards going. But Jalen Suggs, he has that potential just like Jalen Green. Kind of that 2A, 2B option right below Cade Cunningham. And he also has a lot of skills he can bring to the table right from the get-go. So I kind of just want to go over everything and as I said just my evaluation on him currently so you guys do not already know with Jalen Suggs out of high school multi-sport athlete he could do it all playing in Minnehaha Academy hopefully that's the correct pronunciation but he was a beast he was a five-star coming out of there in basketball played with Chet Holcomb who is the number one prospect in this year's high school draft class or recruiting class but then also he was a quarterback for the school and he was still a beast so he could have went into either sport for college but he chose basketball and obviously that was a good pick because he joined the Gonzaga Bulldogs that's the best signing they have had in school history to that point now Chet he is now their best signing but before it was Jalen Suggs so it was a big deal and he was a major part in that team Obviously, when you think about Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga, you're thinking of the final four buzzer beater he hit against the UCLA Bruins, put them in the national championship, and then their perfect season went awry against the Baylor Bears. But he was their main point guard for them, and he had a lot of high points. And, uh, you know, I, I think that decision obviously worked out for him playing basketball because now he is a consensus top five pick in the draft and there's really no reason why he would fall out of there to be honest with you but just starting things out with Jalen Suggs he has the ideal height he's a guy who you'd want to list as a combo guard but he's more just of that strict point guard right now but he's 6'5 that's a tall height for a point guard even at shooting guard that's not bad whatsoever so there is kind of that combo guard potential there the game style is a little bit different but he has that build and then on top of that, he also has a six foot five wingspan. So it's nothing crazy. Typically, when you look for like elite defenders, potential wise, you want someone who has a wingspan like four or five inches, maybe even longer than that above their given height. So yeah, Jalen Suggs isn't starting out there with like a six foot nine wingspan, but six five can still get the job done. There's a lot of other pretty good guards in the league who have that same wingspan and even are below that like a Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving by example they both have six foot four wingspans and you know they're not six five but just goes to show you it really does not mean anything when you take into account the skills that you're kind of able to display but on top of his six five height he also weighs 205 pounds so he's able to kind of form things together so I think overall his body it's pretty nice, and I think overall, as he develops, he's going to put on an extra 10-15 pounds of muscle if that is what is agreed upon between him and whoever is working in uh, the franchise that selects him, but yeah, they could put on some more bulk to him, and he can be a pretty toned-out guy when he's 22-23 years old, so the frame is definitely a plus for Jalen Suggs, but the big deal with Jalen Suggs is his passing ability. He has drawn comparisons to some great passers, like a Chauncey Billups. That's the shades and comparisons he is legitimately receiving due to how he's able to perceive the basketball court and how he is able to hit open targets in stride, standstill, doesn't matter. He can see everything on the basketball court. When it comes to passing the ball in transition, I don't think there's anyone even close to him. And, you know, Kate Cunningham... He's a great all-around passer, but I'll tell you what, in transition, I'm going to want Jalen Suggs because Jalen Suggs was throwing on the money full court passes to his teammates, and this wasn't just like a, a blip that happened once or twice. He did it like four or five times in the tape that I watched. Like He can clearly throw long bombs, and I mean, he was a top recruit as a quarterback, dual threat. He could do it all, scramble, throw it 
30 yards out, and that's what he's able to do. He can chuck it the full length, and he can give a really nice 50-50 ball to his teammates. And it doesn't matter if it's like a full-court pass. You know, once he crosses the timeline or he's nearing there, it's not just a lob up. He can just dice in bounce passes to his teammates. So, you know, when it looks like a pass is not going to be there, Jalen Suggs can make anything possible in transition. So it really makes him a, a really unique prospect, at least in, in that standpoint. But also, when it comes to half-court situations, I think Jalen Green is even better. And he can be attacking the basket. He can be just pulling the ball out to the perimeter. He knows where all nine other players are on the basketball court. And he can pull players over to him. If he sees that someone's trying to switch over, he's going to hit the person in the corner. If he's running to the basket and he sees that the big is helping out, he's going to go find that center. He will find anybody in his power. And even when I, you know, like I said, if he's hanging around the perimeter, he's looking out to see that weak side. He's looking to see if anybody's trying to cut back door. If someone's cutting back door, he's going to throw a laser to that teammate and it's going to be a very successful showing for him. So I think that's the big deal with Jalen Suggs, but a lot of it just has to do with that spatial awareness that I talked about. So if he's going in for layups, he's going to go for midair passes. Sometimes when he does that, he can just go around and it's wild. I think I've talked about it on this podcast, like with Gabrielle Deck, some of his his tape, but he can like wrap the basketball. He can wrap his arm around a defender midair and throw a on the money pass. And you saw it a lot off of like pick and rolls. The roll man is, you know, not able to get the ball. He can jump over the baseline. He can wrap his arm around defenders, but he's going to find a way to get players open and then with the corners corner sitters are going to adore this guy Jalen Suggs will hit the corners time and time again and as I've talked about you know with some more people I will be breaking down later uh in this series and even a little bit with a guy like Jalen Green looking to the corner is not always that first mindset you know if if Jalen Green sees a wide open dunk he can go for it he's also good at passing out but He'll go for those layups, and he's able to cap off pretty high-degree difficulty layups. For Jalen Suggs, if he sees someone open, he is going to hit them. He's always pass first, and you know if, if a pass is maybe not there or he has a better shot, he's going to make the read to take it, and he's still able to convert really from either way, so that's what makes him pretty unique. And, I mean, even going downhill... I said the transition was a big deal for him, but also the trailers. The trailer passes were amazing for him. And playing for the Gonzaga Bulldogs, there are a lot of shooters. And atop that list is Corey Kispert. Now, if you don't know about him, he's pretty old. He might be a junior, senior. He's an upperclassman. He's 22 years old hitting this draft, but he is considered to be almost like a Doug McDermott type player. Like they project him to be an on the money three-point shooter. What McDermott was supposed to be, take a catch and shoot even a little bit off of screens and such. But yeah, people think he could be like a 50, 40, 90 guy. And Kispert was always trailing Jalen Suggs when he was going down the court. And when he went down the court, he would just throw these trailers, loft it back, and then use his body almost as a screen for Kispert. And he'd just launch right over the top of him, and that shot would go in. In the NBA, you see that play any chance you can get. That is a play that doesn't occur a lot, but all those type of shots where you can you know, throw a trailer ends up working really well from three and when you work into like a two against one in transition this same thing shows up if you're able to hit your trailer you know you make sure that the one defender is latched on you you're good to go that's going to be a surefire two points and that's what Jalen Suggs is able to do so he can manipulate the defenses find the openings and he's going to abuse them at his will he averaged 4.5 assists with Gonzaga this year now he did average 2.9 turnovers but I will say though out of those 2.9 turnovers a lot of them did come off of him trying to find an open teammate and sure 
sometimes he would be forcing it and sometimes he just did not have a good handle on the ball but for the most part it was him just being way too unselfish with the basketball which is in my book not really a negative because you know he's trying to be a team player I'd rather have somebody throwing passes all the time than someone who's chucking up terrible shots like that is someone you cannot play with passing you're good you are good and Jalen Suggs is able to do that now if I want to go into if he's the best passer in this draft class that might be a bold prediction I'll need to think about it but he's definitely top three as I said in transition he's best in this class and I think from an awareness standpoint too passing the basketball he knows where everybody is I think Cade Cunningham does that as well but I might even put Suggs up just a little bit higher if not in that same kind of category so he's very elite as a passer in this draft class and that is why he is listed so high up in mocks that's why everybody loves him if he wasn't such a good passer as he is the draft comparisons would not be high and there might be some questions surrounding him but right now he's amazing he's only 20 years old and for the amount of iq he possesses at that age there is a lot of untapped potential with him so that is where you look towards Suggs. If you're going to be drafting Suggs, you're getting him to have the basketball in his hands, pulling the strings as that point guard, and he'll be able to get teammates open. Teammates will love him. On the ball, he's good to go as a passer, but you need to look out to kind of some other areas where Jalen Suggs can work out as. And I think, you know, you could look towards that as how Jalen Suggs slashes to the basket and playing off of screens so Jalen Suggs he's able to find the holes that's how he's able to find the passing lanes but a lot of times he finds those passes off of getting screens so he will get a screen up top and then he can roll right into the basket and when he goes in for a layup gotta keep he gotta keep in mind he's six foot five so if he turns the corner someone else is gonna have to help out and he'll find his man but if that's not the case He's able to just take the shot and, hey, if instead of you have someone from the corner come over and there's maybe drop coverage, the center and the guard are trying to double team, he will throw some lob passes, he'll loft it over, and he'll make sure that the center is going to be good, even using the baseline as I talked about. Now, in a pick-and-pop situation, Jalen Suggs' awareness is the exact same way he's going to know where that center is. And if he doesn't see him in his peripheral, he's going to be just looking right behind. He might not even need to look right behind. He'll just know where that center is and he's going to find him. So centers like him. Everybody likes him. He is a team player that I don't think anybody can knock that. That is what you want to see from someone who is going to potentially lead your franchise if he's going to be picked top three, top four, like everybody is really predicting with him. But when it comes to passing, when it comes to pick and roll, a lot of that kind of goes on its own. But the finishing still needs to be talked about because of how kind of sneaky he is. I didn't mention the athleticism here, but Jalen Suggs, he is able to get up and he doesn't show it off a lot in the half court. But when he gets into transition, he can speed up and he can gain momentum, he can throw down 360 dunks, he's done it before, and when I say 360 dunk, don't imagine like a Vince Carter-esque dunk where it looks insane, it's not like that flashy, but he can pull off a 360 dunk, he can pull off a windmill, he's able to get up and finish business, even off the ball, he shows off his athleticism, he can cut in and catch some alley-oops as well. Do I think from day one he's going to be a lob threat? I don't know. He might need to work into it, but he has the space. If he finds kind of that yin and yang, you know, connection with his point guard or shooting guard, whoever might be playing with him in the backcourt, you could start to see some lobs in the rotation, and he'd be able to throw those down. But when it comes to layups, Jalen Suggs, he's good and it starts in the transition i mentioned the passing i mentioned some of the other areas he does like those breakaway dunks 
but when he's rolling down in transition, he uses the speed that he kind of snowballs up to freeze defenders. He can use hop steps, he can use spin moves, whatever it is, he'll do it. Even when contested, Jalen Suggs can make some mid-air adjustments and go up and under with the basketball. In yesterday's episode, I talked about Jalen Green and how he's able to do up and unders. Jalen Green's on a whole other level. I'm just saying that it is part of his bag. And the same goes for the spins, the side steps, the hop steps, whatever you want to call it. He's he's good there. It's part of his game. Is that an elite level yet? No. You don't have those refined moves just yet, but know that he's an athlete who in midair can adjust, adapt. That is a positive player already in that area. So even without that, you know, he can go to just the fundamentals really. So if there's no contest and he's not spinning off trying to dunk on people, he can just operate off of floaters. And you need to take this stat with a little grain of salt here because there's just not enough sample size to draw things up. But I think with it, at least you know that he's been working on this area, and this is big. But on floaters, he shot 9 of 14 this year. And a lot of that was coming off of high ball screen action. If you see someone drop down and they're in a coverage where they can't really help out, you know, if you're slicing and trying to dunk on somebody, the center's good. And if Suggs would try to pass the roll man, he'd be covered up again. You kind of just leave this little pocket around the, I'd say like right at the free throw line, maybe like three feet inside that too. That's about where you can take these floaters and not have to deal with the rejection. Jalen Suggs would get to that spot and he just put it up. Very clean release, soft touch on them. I think that's going to be part of his arsenal. And a lot of people don't really recognize the importance of floaters. Floaters are very high quality looks. I think it's almost essential for being an amazing finisher. You can be the greatest athlete ever, but... You know, if you could go for a wide open floater or bang into people 15 times a game, you want to be taking those floaters. And at the rate he was hitting them with the Bulldogs, he's going to be good at the NBA level there. So passing, he's already elite for his age. Finishing, he has the tools. He has a floater, which sometimes needs to be developed. Dunking the basketball, he can do that. He can rise up with some of the best and he doesn't show it all the time especially not in traffic but it's there and even trying to bump into others he can do it as well so the inside game like it pick and roll game he is an absolute wizard and just in general passing he knows what he needs to do but i want to switch a little bit to the defensive side of play with jalen suggs because i really haven't touched up on it at all yet so Just talking about him, he was a really good defender for the Bulldogs, and it started out with the passing lanes. Now, that awareness, it's a two-way street. It's not just being able to see the open floor when he has the ball, when he's playing off the ball. Offensively, he's got it down pat, but also defensively, he knows what is going on, and he knows how to go out there, lurk in the passing lanes, and just reap the rewards of it. I was trying to see, I'd assume that Jalen Suggs, if he's playing quarterback, you might as well could have played him in the secondary or something, and he would have been just as good. I'd have to assume he's had some reps playing in the secondary before because he is so, so good at hiding behind, waiting for a pass to come, especially at the left and right wings, and then just popping out, getting the deflection, and then going up, you know, either... He's going to get that ball, he's going to take it to the other side, or he'll deflect it, and it's going to go out of bounds. I will say, though, with his ability to try to get the passing lanes under control, because he's very good at it, he averaged 1.9 steals, there are times where he's just way too aggressive in stealing. I saw it a lot in the national championship game against Baylor. Now, they kind of had their arms pressed against the wall. For the majority of that game so they were kind of in survivor mode they really hadn't been trailing at all that uh just at all in that season really but um yeah 
he can get a little bit too aggressive there where he'll try to get some picks off and he'll over pursue it and then you're left with a defender having a wide open three or he could kick out to someone else who's going to be even more open after just a faulty switch because Jalen Suggs is out of the play you have five on four offense and at the next level if he's guarding a point guard or shooting guard chances are they're going to be able to hit a standstill wing shot almost every single time so it can be risky with him but I will say he's very good at what he does in that area and that is at least what I believe uh, might be his biggest strength at least from the get-go in terms of stealing but also when someone else has the basketball um he can jolt it free if he's off the ball and he sees someone slashing right he can get his arm out there steal the basketball but also on the ball he does have some decent reactions to where he can also steal it and um you know i think that that's where he kind of stands at the defensive potential is great and on the ball that's where you really where you want to be honing in on you want to make sure they can defend off his screens make sure they can defend in isolation and he was able to do that when people isolated on him he was able to hold his defenders to a 33 percent um field goal rate so that is pretty damn high in terms of where you want to be in defending players also on top of that though you need to talk about Jalen Suggs' understanding of help defense. Even at times, he would completely be switching on plays. And it really helps that his six foot five frame is in the mix because he's a six foot three guard, six foot two guard. Help defense and switching would just be a joke. It would not work out for him, but it managed to be that way. And that six foot five frame is definitely a positive so he can defend both of those guard spots and even at times he could take some run with some small forwards and in the post he does have some skills you're not going to be going around telling everybody how good of a interior defender and post defender Jalen Suggs is because you put him up against a traditional NBA center right now he'll get backed up and he'll get shots taken over him but he does have that leaping ability to where he can sky up and meet someone at the apex of their shot if he's not brutally getting backed down upon, right? So he can hold his own and he can hang up there for some decent shot contests and not get a lot of fouls in the process. So I think there's seeds there. I don't know if you want to chalk it up as immediately he's going to be amazing in that area, but I do, I do like him in terms of where he could be defending interiorly definitely those two guard spots though you want to make sure he can defend in both of those areas and you know then you're looking at a pretty good guy and one of the things that I stressed with the last two players is pick and roll defense I think Jalen Suggs is pretty okay in that area like he can switch as I talked about now if you get a power forward or a center rolling will he switch and be amazing Probably not, but he is able to adapt. He is able to switch, like I talked about, in brief stints. So I do think he translates, and he's not going to be just a glaring hole in terms of pick-and-roll defense right now. I think he's adequate right at the league average, and he could work his way up just like the other skills that he kind of has here. But he does kind of have that archetype of offensively, he can be running the show. I think he already can do that, but he does have those kind of defensive areas where he could turn into someone who can play defense at a great level playing point guards and playing shooting guards you want to have versatility it doesn't matter what franchise that is what is kind of being stressed right now you want to have those defenders who can guard one through four want to have those guys who can play against anyone in the front court anyone in the back court and that's what Jalen Suggs can do for you now I'm not going to say he's one to three he can guard one to two though and that's extremely valuable where he's at especially given the height that uh that he's operating under but that's kind of where I have him in terms of strengths and you guys may be wondering what's going on with shooting I am going to mention his shooting in a little bit but I want to address his handle because I talked about the turnovers. He averaged 2.8 this year. A lot of the times, they were due to passing. 
but I briefly covered there were times where those turnovers were created because he was getting just a little bit lousy with the basketball because he was all right at taking his defender off on the dribble, but it did cost him at times. I think that he does have a good moving crossover to at least get an edge around his man one-on-one, but if you start to see someone come from the side and bring that help defense, especially where he's sticking out the ball, so let's say he drives right and someone from the right wing might drop down and help, he's kind of going to be screwed over because he's going to be completely blocked off and he'll kind of just lose sight of what is going on. And Oftentimes, when he tries turning that corner, it's almost a sneak attack. Someone goes up, steals the basketball, and runs the other way with it. He's going to need to fix it there, and I think in those situations where someone kind of sneaks up on him, he didn't see them, you know, running down, trying to get that corner, he needs to create some sort of secondary move because the spins and the sidesteps, they're beautiful. But those are not really dribble moves. That's the setup to your layup, your dunk, whatever it may be. I might even consider those like tertiary moves. That is what you put on. That's like the icing you put on a cake, damn near. Obviously, getting the two points is the icing. Or I guess it might be the cake. I don't know. But um, yeah, like that is the final step. That spin move, that hop step. He's not even there yet. He just got into the mid-range and now he's trying to make one move to get maybe five, eight feet closer to the basket for a shot. So he will need to get a little bit of a tighter handle or another move like I talked about to where he can almost like weave through defenders in those situations because, I mean, he's not especially lean at 6'5". Um, you know, like SGA, for example, he's 6'6", 180 pounds. Jalen Green's 6'6", 178. He's bigger there. But if he can kind of change direction and be able to control that at a very high rate, he can slice through those double coverages, split the defense, and now he's got two points. And either you go there or he needs to be able to recognize immediately after he turns the corner that he's in danger and kick it out because he can get trapped. And that's where a lot of those turnovers really come from. The next thing I kind of want to talk about with Jalen Suggs is his ability to create shots. Now, I'm not going to deny this. Moving around the perimeter, he was getting some kind of handoff plays where he would shoot on the move, and he was all right there. He had a solid pull-up game, too, especially coming off of screens, but um, as the game kind of goes more to one-on-one, you don't get the, the high ball screens. He's more of a slasher. I think his perimeter game almost gets taken out. And a lot of it has to do with no true move being in his arsenal. And he's a fast guy. But with the ball in his hands, he's not a De'Aaron Fox or anything. He's not going to kill you solely with his speed. So he needs a dribble move to get there. Almost like a Cade Cunningham, for example. But he doesn't have any of those moves. And he, he's so articulate, I think, when it comes down to passing that sometimes he almost is too restricted in terms of handling the basketball. He's so just black and white when it comes to how he wants to control things. There's no wild factor to him where you're going to see a random string of three, four dribble combos that will free him up in stride. If you see two paired together between the leg crossover, that is big. He doesn't do it that much. And... I truly do think it's because he is focusing a lot more on passing than anything else. He needs to flip gears and kind of just think about dribbling the ball. He needs to get that step back. He needs to get between the legs, the push crosses, whatever. I don't care what it is, but he needs some sort of pen-marked, hall-marked move that will get him some space up top in the secondary, but also just like a clean step back or something because he can't do it right now. He can branch off of a step back if he would like to, and that really help make him a shot creator, but he just does not have that. I think that's the most important move, at least in isolation terms, because for like a Thunder example, SGA playing with Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, whatever. He was a catch-and-shoot guy. We did not see him a lot isolating, and 
you know, crossing people over, hitting step back threes. That wasn't part of it. He'd get the ball, maybe pull up, maybe drive in. But the step back three that he developed this year turned him into almost an all-star level player. Really, he is an all-star level player. But that's how you can get to those 30-point outings. You can drive in all the times in the world. SJ led the league by like five this year. But you need to be able to shoot from three so people aren't sagging off on you. You need to be able to step back on players so they always feel the pressure. They might try to tighten up and then get your get you with your pants down. You're penetrating to the basket and now everybody's scrambling because Jalen Suggs has the basketball in space. So he needs to grow somewhere, somewhere. I don't care where it is, but just he needs a move. That will help him so much currently. And it will help a lot in terms of being able to get clean shots up because right now it is a little bit of a question if he's going to be able to get wide open looks just playing simple one-on-one basketball. And it hurts a bit too because you start talking about shooting inconsistencies. And this is the big underlining thing I really have with Jalen Suggs right now. And um, I mean, that's just it. Like when Jalen Suggs is feeling it from the basketball court, he is hard to stop. And he showed glimpses. He had a pull-up game. He had a catch-and-shoot game. Even turning around, he was good. And I talked about the inside game. I think he's very good. Uh, He's very good there. And if he can hold true in all those areas, pull-up, catch-and-shoot, turn around, he will be good to go at the next level. And in my book, he would be riding kind of that all-star evaluation for me. But if his shot is not there, he slips down a few pegs. And when I mean a few pegs, that's a lot. That's like free falling almost. You need to be able to shoot the basketball. And from three, on paper, he was pretty good. He shot 33.7% on 3.5 attempts. But the highs and the lows of this season were very, very clear. Jalen Suggs went wild. This was one of the biggest games of the Bulldogs regular season I think it was a December game but they played the Iowa Hawkeyes they were one of the top teams in college basketball this year it seemed like they could not lose you know obviously until you had the you know their conference tournament actual tournament whatever but they seemed very difficult to beat Jalen Suggs went in there and went 7 of 10 from distance against the Hawkeyes no one could stop him but then In the next nine games, he shot six of 29. That's 20.7% from three. So you look at that 33.7%, that's solid. But you need to take into account, he would have those games where he's shooting five of seven from three, seven of 10 from three. And he would follow it up with multiple games of not being able to hit shots. And I almost compare him to like a Frank Jackson, and he's done better with the Pistons, but for the Pelicans, he would play like that. Like he would shoot 104 for five games and then score 20 points in 15 minutes. He would look good on paper on the stat sheet, but if you were to talk to Pelicans fans from two years ago, they would say that Frank Jackson was not able to hit, you know, like a Porzingis. I guess that might be a new new one. On paper, he might look great, but you talk to a Mavericks fan, most of them at least, and they're going to be pretty furious on how he shoots the basketball and overall how he plays. Could that be the repertoire or the kind of thing that gets pinned to Jalen Suggs? I think that gets worked out in time, but the shooting consistency will stay attached to him. And everyone's going to be inconsistent. Everyone has their off nights, but I think Jalen Suggs had those off nights from three really more than any other, you know, highly regarded shooter in this draft class, probably in the lottery. He was just very, very flaky. So he would need to fix that. And if he doesn't, it's going to hurt for him. I think overall his jumper also, it's not very fast. He does have some solid mechanics there though. He'll launch a squared three-pointer immediately off of catch and shoots on and off the ball. He can catch or he can shoot the ball out of nowhere. If he gets a screen and someone may go under, he'll have room. He'll take a three anyways. 
and he can hit shots, um, and he'll be good. I do think, though, the problem is, on the ball, can he create for himself? Can he get those step backs? And then also, off the ball, he just needs to be able to hit catch-and-shoot shots, because sure, he can slash to the basket, he can get those alley-oops, but if you get him the ball wide open from the wing, he can catch and shoot it, and the defenders simply are going to sag off on him, well, now you're really screwed over because he can try to drive in, but no one's going to take him seriously until he hits around that 15-foot range. You don't want to have that scenario with Jalen Suggs because it's almost like a trickle-down effect where it's not just the three-point shot that hurts here. His playmaking takes a significant hit because the way he distributes is tapping into the second level, pulling other defenders into it, and if he can't shoot the ball, the first level is really where the second level should be. The mid-range is where the defense really starts for him, and that would be absolutely brutal to see. So he needs to get his shot in check. Um, You know, he does have a long way to go. But yeah, he was inconsistent, and there's going to be games where people probably will not take him seriously from three, and he will need to work out those wrinkles to be a very good point guard overall. So my overall evaluation on Jalen Suggs, I think that from an awareness standpoint and just understanding the game, he is a notch above really everybody. You don't see people entering draft classes with the understanding that Jalen Suggs has. And I talked earlier about the playmaker ability, kind of in rhythm with Chauncey Billups. Now, I'm not saying he's going to beat Chauncey Billups, but just think of that in terms of some of the passes he's able to riddle off. The big deal for me, though, is shot creation and shooting off the ball. Particularly shot creation, though, and some of the dribble moves that um, that he's able to kind of work on because with no shot creation he could do you know it, it could hurt him a lot I'll, I'll just put it that way but overall the playmaking is great downhill half court whatever it is he knows exactly when and where he needs to be throwing the basketball and he's going to be perfect he's going to be the perfect puzzle piece for whatever team selects him and no one on the roster should be complaining about him because he will just make them better, uh, allowing them to get way more wide-open shots. In terms of finishing, I think he's good in the pick-and-roll. When he's rolling to the basket, he's going to find the roll man. He'll find him if he's popping, but he can also make those mid-air adjustments and go in for those floaters, which is going to be very underrated, but it is a critical part of finishing the basketball as a point guard right now. And the thing that makes it the best is he's oversized at the one. So he can take contact against those point guards. He can try to collect fouls there. And, you know, that is going to be that. I didn't mention it, but I think overall he shot 75% from the free throw line. That could project into how he looks as a three-point shooter, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was an all right shooter, but he was able to draw fouls off of slashing to the basket. But I think the height really comes in more from the defensive standpoint because that's where I'm really intrigued with him. And that's where I want to see him grow the most. Obviously, the shot is first on that chart, but he's good at lurking. He showed he can switch in pick and roll defense. He's not terrible. And he can take you one on one. He can take that one or two spot. So he has a good palette that he can kind of toy around with for the next couple years and we'll see how far it goes for him but he does have some pretty good areas I I do think he can be a good defender in the NBA Uh, the big deal for me though is the perimeter shooting and there are a lot of question marks surrounding that as I said the fundamentals are down that is a plus but you know, you can show me the fundamentals all you want in an open gym, but if you cannot get open on your own, it's really for nothing. And I think that people can develop setbacks. Like that is not the most insane idea. That is something you can work on in the gym. Jalen Suggs, 
His dribble moves are not that fast. Driving with the ball, his speed isn't crazy compared to him off the ball. He could be a lot more explosive as a ball handler, and he could grow there too, and that could just be an out-of-nowhere shocking development in his game. But I do think a step back could be created based on what he's shown us as a player. If he can get there and he can shoot off that step back, you're set and you're good to go with him. But, um, you know, until then, like I said, it's still really an enigma in terms of that. Even pulling up, it's still not there. There's not a big enough sample size for him. So it's hard because he does have decent statistics, both as an on-ball and off-ball shooter. But with those like highs and lows, those ultra highs, and then those major crashes for a week span, it's very difficult for me to go out and say automatically he's good to go. I don't think he's fully rounded out as a shooter, and there's going to be tough patches for him. If he's still on this basis where he'll go out, shoot five for five in one game, and then for the next three, not make shots, I think defenders would rather just sag off on him and test him for the first two quarters of the game and then they'll make halftime adjustments. You don't want to be in that scenario as a head coach. You want to have a point guard who can distribute, but also you're going in there knowing that he's going to be receiving full treatment as soon as he crosses the half court line. So my evaluation with all of this, and it may not be the most favorable towards everybody, I kind of have him along the lines of an elite passing Marcus Smart. And I was comparing Marcus Smart with Oklahoma State to Jalen Suggs right now. And Marcus Smart was a high flyer. He was fast in transition. He made some difficult looking layups and he had a nice step back. I don't think Jalen Suggs has that, but I think the two main portions of their games are both kind of there. Entering the draft pool, I think it was 2014 with Marcus Smart. He was a guy who could attack the basket at will, and he was a defender. That's what Jalen Suggs is right now. He's a slasher who can also defend at a great, great rate. But also, you need to keep in mind with Marcus Smart, he was a good passer. He had LeBron Nash. He had Markel Brown. Jalen Suggs, he had Cody Kispert. He could be passing the ball to others. You know, Drew, Drew Timmy, too. Like, he had guys he could throw the ball to. But when you compare one-on-one between Jalen Suggs and Marcus Smart, he's blowing him out of the water. So, I'd say Marcus Smart, but passing-wise, he does kind of have those shades of a Chauncey, and that's pretty high for him, but he does have that elite kind of vision and understanding. I want to say at his floor, though, that's kind of where I see him, kind of like that Marcus Smart type, because Marcus Smart, he was shaking college. He was like a 30% shooter from three, and even with the Celtics, it's taken him some time to be a legitimate three-point threat, and there are still games where you can't depend on Marcus Smart to hit shots. That is where I see Jalen Suggs currently as a shooter. But Jalen Suggs' speed, athleticism, and defensive just ability puts him high. That playmaking kind of puts him over that mountaintop, though. So I do think he'd be a surefire scorer running in transition. Doesn't matter what you see in terms of where he can shoot a basketball from, right? He can be a scorer in transition. When there's an open lane, he can slash. He'll attack. He'll find someone open. Now, whether he creates it on his own, comes off a screen, doesn't matter. If there's an opening, he'll hit someone. Pick and roll game, he should be a done deal there as well. And even off the ball, I still think Alleyoops is going to be in his forte. Could it be dusted off a bit? potentially, but I don't think that's ever going to leave him. Same goes with kind of those floaters and even the mid-air adjustments you'll see with him going for layups. Playmaking-wise, like I talked about, I think Jalen Suggs is going to be very, very good. Pick and roll offense, he's making the right reads. Half-court offense without the screens, making the right reads. Transition, he's making the right reads. He has the right reads every time unless he gets blindsided by a defender, and that hardly happens with him. So 
he's going to be someone that, like I said, helps everybody out, and that is a trait that you want in a point guard. If you want someone to lead, you're going to need that quality. Jalen Suggs has it, and that is an absolute premium in this league. Now, as defender, do you think he's going to be pretty versatile playing at the one and the two, one-on-one, dealing with screens? Vision defensively is still pretty good. I don't know if it's over the offensive vision that he possesses, but it's pretty damn high at 20 years old. So the passing lanes, he is going to have it on lockdown. I think he's going to be one of the better stealers in the league, both when someone's trying to isolate and then, like I said, the lanes. But also, I I do think that you need to talk about the three-point shot. And I guess it starts with the handling, but he's going to need to materialize a go-to move for the three-point shot to be really, really effective for him. Without it, I still think that Jalen Suggs is going to be a guy shooting like 30 to 32% from three, and that is great, but you want to be a lot better. I think you want to be shooting for like the mid-30s, and hell, if you can get into the higher 30s, like 36% and above, you just found yourself a home run pick because playmaking-wise, he's great. Defensively, he has the tools, just not from the shooting perspective right now, and I just fear, like I said, that teams will, are going to let Jalen Suggs take uncontested threes instead of testing him, and then he gets a lane and starts penetrating. I feel like it could be a problem. And then off the ball, you want to, especially for the Thunder now, and I'm trying to make all these comparisons really not based around the Thunder. That might be for later on uh, as we see the draft picks, but... Um, I think that when you're looking at someone like an SGA or whoever the case is, it doesn't really matter. If you want to form a dynamic duo, they need to be extremely compatible with each other. And with SGA, you need someone who can almost mirror his style. Off the ball, on the ball, he's great. They can drive. They're really efficient in the pick and roll, and they're going to hit the corners. Jalen Suggs can do that, but without a shooting game, I don't really know if it's very compatible because he is going to need to be taking the basketball up. And... For some of these guards that are off the ball threats, but also they're very good on the ball, that might rub them the wrong way. And Jalen Suggs could be someone who needs to be controlling the basketball when he's playing. And I just thought this off the top of my head, so I may sound like an absolute idiot, but like an Alfred Payton or something. Like when he is strolling up the floor, he needs to have the ball in his hands to work. If you take the ball out of his hands... Is he really efficient at all? Heck, no, he's not. You don't want Jalen Suggs to be playing like Alfred Payton. Trust me, that is not somewhere you want to be. But um, I think if he gets that step back, if he proves he can be a three-level scorer, he is going to be a lot better. He's going to be that all-star, and you're talking almost like a damn near super-sized Jamal Murray. And there's still going to be some tiny holes in his game, But shooting-wise, that's my only real tug on him right now. I think he would become an all-around piece, and I don't know if he's a guy who ends up being the number one option in a championship roster. I still think he would be more of like that perfect gel sidekick, like second or third option. But he'd still be very, very good. And I think if he can create with a step back, that's where you get him. Truthfully, from where I'm thinking... I'm more of the thought that Jalen Suggs is going to be one of those inconsistent shooters. And it sucks because I I like him. I think playmaking-wise, like I said, he's a beast. But, you know, I'm not going to go out here and say everybody's going to be an all-star. That is not fun. And I'm going to look like an idiot because obviously not everyone's going to look like an all-star, right? But I do think that would kind of be the ceiling for him, the Jamal Murray type, his ceiling is not as high as a lot of the other people in this draft class, but his floor, also as I talked about, would pretty much just be the same all-star level guy just wiping out that shot, and that could be that domino effect, but he'd still be very good playing two ways, both ways. So his floor is high, but also the ceiling is not as high as as others. So you kind of have this bar you know the bar and the gap is not huge I think if he doesn't pan out as a three-point shooter he's still going to be very good nonetheless I think he can be 
someone who will be a complimentary piece on a championship team? Is he going to be rallying the troops? Maybe off the bench. You know, for a playoff team, he could fill in as that point guard, but he needs to be able to shoot. If he can shoot, that's when you start talking about on a championship team, he can be eating up 30 minutes or so. But um, yeah, I think regardless, he can complement it players. And um, I mean, without a shot, it does hurt. It really does hurt. And that's kind of where I say this Marcus Smart type, because Marcus Smart, he will still have those games where he can erupt, whether it's from inside or outside. He does still have those occasional three-point outings where he's hard to stop. Jalen Suggs will still be like that, but I don't know if he's going to be a perimeter-centric player. I think he always will need to have the ball in his hands to be great. I think when you take it out of his hands and he's a catch-and-shoot guy, he could get a little bit flaky and that could get exploited in the future. If you want to have someone who you know is going to be a scorer regardless, I think Jalen Green's probably the guy. If you need a point guard who is going to lead you and you already have the shooting guard, the small forward, all the other scorers laid out, this is the guy you take because he's going to get them open, but just know he may not become someone that you can play off the ball that well. And I think that could rub some teams the wrong way. We'll see how things pan out. And obviously, I could look like an idiot in five years when he's out there making step back after step back. But right now, I just don't know about this shot. I, I do think there's a little bit too many uh, question marks to where I, I do think he could be a guy who is too flaky and then driving into the basket it just could be very inefficient for him because people aren't taking him seriously and you need to be taken seriously from three and you know working in the pick and roll is great but you need to have that shot down to become I think a star in this league so that's my grade on him I guess it's a little bit of a hot take if you guys have any other thoughts on Jalen Suggs make sure to tell me I will always listen to them you guys can DM me on Twitter guys can just find me with my name also at thunderstick pod and you'll be good to go but if you guys want to listen to some playoff action as well everybody on the basketball podcast network at least with the final eight teams in the league they are doing recaps of the games they're breaking it down they're doing collabs great stuff going down on the basketball podcast network so make sure to check all them out great quality content I've already talked about the Sun Solar Panel on here. Talked about, I think I've talked about Busted Buckets. Um, they're the Trailblazers affiliate, which, uh, you know, Thunder Blazers don't really go well together, but they are pretty good. And just everybody is, really. So just explore them. Uh, you guys can find them also on Twitter. I think it's HoopsPodNet. If not, you guys can just find it in all my Twitter posts. I always link them whenever I post a new episode. So make sure to check them all out. A lot of great guys there, and I'm hoping to be talking with some of them as we near Draft Lottery Day. But other than that, though, guys, that is going to wrap things up for me. I thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time. See ya.